when I ask the question, can be the perceiver be perceived? Mm-hmm. It's scaring me on. It's what happened? It's terrifying me. I hate this question. <laughs> the opposite. Okay, let's let's take a look. Um, let's take a look. No? You say when I ask the question, can the perceiver be perceived? Hmm? The opposite of what it seems it should be going, I am experiencing the opposite. I, it terrifies me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in spite of the fact Isn't the terrifyingness and the one being terrified also seen? Yes. But it doesn't help me too much. Because I know that. It doesn't help who? Just clarify. You say, but it doesn't help me. So please. Um, introduce this you, what you mean by, doesn't help me, just uh, wh- what you mean, doesn't help me who? The person, I think, because I see that. So you want a result to come to the person who is itself something you are observing? Yes, yes. yes. You don't care for the one that is observing? Or is it just a power in you, the person? Or does the fact that things are observable, the question come, by, by whom? Who, who is the observer here? Who is observing all of these things? See, this question wouldn't come naturally. This is the greatness of the sages' findings, because through them, they even tell you what question to ask. Isn't it? There's such a greatness, no? Not only what question, what answers you should find, but what questions you should ask. They introduce the question, you see. Obviously, they're pointing out something obvious. You're perceiving all that you call your life is shaped by perception and interpretation also. We are also interpreting many things which are not necessarily true, but we hold them, and that shapes the life you think you are and have. So, Whose life is that? Is that the ultimate life? Or is it not the life of the one who is imagining it also? Yes. So this one, this one who is imagining a life, imagining a life, no, also has the capacity to investigate also, to observe also. Then what is the difference? Well, the difference seems to be that this one, the personal one, is perceiving and observing, witnessing um, with self-interest only. You know, is this helpful for me? Will I be able to get somewhere? It's very yes, it's personal. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that weakness is not the true weakness. It's deeply invested in the things that it is perceiving. Is it not so? What perceives this? So the question, is that not perceivable also? Opens up a wider space of perceiving, which is either impersonal or at least less personal. We follow or not? Is it of value? Yes. Yes. So this Initial one, the ego has the capacity because the ego sense is also consciousness. 
but it's a very restricted form of consciousness, limiting because it's identifying, hanging onto the body and feeling, I am the body, and this so localized the consciousness that then all its perceived, all its experiences is offered to the bodily, uh, the body and the conditioning that arises in this body. It's quite limited. Then something, some space, a capacity is still present to observe even this. That that's a very, just like you know, you've outgrown certain things. And now they don't trouble you anymore. You've outgrown them. Once upon a time, they were very much the fact of you. Now, as you outgrow them, become more fiction, more past. So, is any of this stable for the person? Is the person itself stable? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. But I can see the witness of that, of the fears and thoughts and all of that. Yes. But the distance is too, clo is too close of them, and I get involved. Okay. But even. But I see that too. Yeah. I know. Ah, you see this too. Yes. Yeah. But so if you see it, in I can this, stay yeah. here. It's. And when you say that. I, I can't stay here is also a thought, also you can see. Yes. Because something is here, that just here. You already say it didn't come, it cannot go. So it's just here. Can space say, I wish I could stay in space? <laughs> no, it, it's a fact, it's just here. So something is just here. Other things seem to come and go, but something doesn't come and go. Are we aware of this or not? Yeah. Are you? So, presently, more energy is being given to the standpoint which is saying, but I can't stay here. I can't stay here. I can visit. I can be there for like five minutes with a lot of effort. And then after, I've got to come back to my, my easy place, which is personal again, you see? And uh, there has to be some, yes, it's true, to, a, to an extent within the relative expression, that is for the time being true. At a certain stage, that is true. It means that the consciousness that is in identity, hmm, trying to get to a place of no identity, is using effort and willpower to try and get there. But from the higher place of looking, the consciousness that is making the effort to reach this is also watched from here. Are you not here? Yes, but I go always with. For the moment. So For the moment. Two years, I, I try to. Do this. I look at your videos. Isn't the one trying seen? Yes. Yes. You must look and confirm. But it is only it's a sense. Yes, something feels yes, I'm trying, I'm trying, and then someone click. But the one trying is also perceivable. 
that which perceives the one trying, is it trying? No. That must mean something. <laughs> that which is observing the one who is trying to get back to the self and so on, when it observes, it sees that this is just belief, it's imagination. I am already here. Yes. But somehow there's a dichotomy. It seems like your two eyes. There's the eye who is the seeker trying to get to the eye who is not the seeker, which is a thought arising in the in consciousness. I think um, I have. Does it sound mental what I'm speaking? Because for me, you know, I didn't grow up with much mental mental things, yes. and uh, I say this because the first time, you know, that I I say encountered the the teachings of Sri Ramana Maharshi, you know, I was really shocked. It I was not to go my, too huh? yesterday. It was so mental, so effort. Yes. But the mental is inside here. Yes, and it, see it, that. Yeah, because actually uh, if you follow the pointing as you move through it becomes oh my gosh. It's like it's like coming into the obvious, like recognizing the obvious obviously. You see, but in the beginning, because of the habit and the strength of identity being personal, it feels this personal seeker must exert a lot of effort. Then I point you, but you are watching this or not? You have the capacity to watch this. And as soon as this is pointed out, it seems, oh my God, but I'm imagining I'm here, but I'm actually here watching this one trying to get to here. Yes, it's and like it becomes that. better and better and better and easier and easier and easier and natural and natural and natural until like, what's the problem? <laughs> so, what you've been doing for two years? So I think it's more easy when you say I have to let this all things out. Yes. I leave all of them. Then uh, I was feeling something more deeper. Okay, do when it now. Say, then do now. Then, then all that we are talking about, including what I've been speaking, forget about it. Yes, just, I'm just, tired for what from. Uh, from huh? uh, I'm very tired to watching and the watcher and. Yes. I know it's dreaming. It's. Yes. Yeah. But at some point, the true watching is not is not emerging any energy. Like watching is happening automatically, but it's not watching like watching a movie. The ultimate seer is not watching now. It's not watching like that, isn't it? You know it's not watching. It's just a knowing, a sensing is there. But it doesn't turn to the left and oh, turn to the It's not watching like that, isn't it? It's like somehow whatever is arising, even if my eyes are closed, it is somehow perceived, something is perceived. But it's not getting any juice itself from what is being perceived. In fact, it more is blessing what is perceived. It's very, it, the consciousness it has about itself emanates so much blessing to everything that is manifesting. It is not like the person who interferes with what is seen, who interprets what is seen, who projects on top of what is seen, distorts the perception. It is not like that at all. In fact, this seeing and being, they are one. 
So if you say like this, it works better for you. I totally am with you. Then if you can just let everything go, let everything to go, and you can trust also that by letting everything go, letting everything go, everything, 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 including even the idea I have of myself, just let it go, drain away. Does it turn you into a fool? Or does it make you you're vulnerable? Would you start walk outside in front of traffic and bumping into trees? No, you won't, because an intelligence is there that somehow you don't give credit to that intelligence. You think if I'm not in control, everything is gonna become chaos. So I want to see if you can prove it. Okay. You? And the black top? Yes. Just another one. Ah. It's not enough to say black top. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But okay. Yeah. Namaste Mojo. Namaste. Um, that was exactly the same what was happening with me yes. yesterday and today. This realizing a lot of efforts put it in a watching and then letting that go and realizing that it's all seen. Yes. And uh, as you ask now, um, you see from this or... Um, no. I asked him, are you looking at this or are you looking from this? So... Y yes? What I... Uh, yes. Uh, like the watching or like looking, sorry, my English is happening, yes. and somehow I know that it's happening, uh, but um, um, like everything is seen, and uh, the um, there is an idea believed probably that I am something inside this body and these thoughts. Uh, it seemed like idea I was believed in. Yes. Like if everything seen, oh, it's difficult to say now. <laughs> uh, if um, I know that all is seen, so it's. It's supposed to be me who is seeing, but not what I believe I am. Yes. So, just... So then, just on from this then, if, if everything, this is for everyone now, or we are all here together, if, if whatever it is that is being perceived, the very function of perception, can I say like this? The very happening, the very act of perceiving is itself perceived. If I should say like this, could it be that the very act of perceiving is also perceived? Can the very function of perception Meaning that you are perceiving, perceiving the very functioning of perception. Could that itself not be perceived? And if it is so,
is there any excitement in that ultimate place of perceiving? Is if even the seeing is seen, what remains? Who is there? Is it personal? Do you need more time to answer this? If even the seeing, just like you are conscious of being conscious now, the use of the mind, the senses are functioning, the interpretation of that functioning, all of that is observed. It may seem strange, because we are not accustomed to looking like that. I am trying to get you to become more accustomed to looking like that. Okay? Life can spare you the chance to look at that. That before the emerging of the sense of the person and the life and the thoughts and the feelings and the memories and the attachments and so on, that they emanated out of something. And they are seen. Even the one who seemed to have the life and living that life, having these ideas, thinking, oh, you know, I, I wish I was more confident, I would like to do this, even that is perceived. But to that ultimate place of perceiving, is it reacting to what is being perceived? No. Are you not there to notice? Are you not at that place? You see, if you were being questioned perhaps by a scientist, you would doubt yourself. You would say, Oh, you, you have no way of knowing this. It's not scientific. But in a simple context of looking like this, where does even your answers come from? Where does your knowingness come from? Is it not already in you? You see? So I'm only inviting you to, to introspect a little bit, and not in some heady, complex, over-mental way, but to follow the simple path that I point. And what is being revealed in this part? Is it alien to you? No. In fact, it's more real than you. It's more here than you. It's more here than who, when I say you. It's more here than the present idea you have about yourself. It's more stable than the present idea you have about yourself which is constantly changing the idea you have about yourself. It's affected by moods, or even the fullness of the moon, or what tablets you take, or the end of the month crisis, or whatever. All these things are affecting how you feel and think. How can that be reliable? It is okay 
for the surface reactions that we call life and so on. And I don't want to fault that, but something is deeper than this. And as you go deeper than this, are you becoming more afraid? No. In fact, the fear is drifting away. Maybe if you are told about it, fear may come. But as you yourself get on board with it and begin to look, you find whoa, a sense of expansiveness. But even this sense of expansiveness is also perceived. How, in what way will this contribute to your life? Well, in uncountable ways. And yet, you know what? You won't mind so much. The things that you were longing for, oh, I really want, I really want, maybe not seem so important anymore. It's not so much about what I want, but what I am. It's not about where I'm going. This is why I am not speaking about the future. I am the unbroken now. I have no future, and therefore I am supremely happy. Not concerned about what will, what I need, because it is so misleading. It stops you from paying attention to that which is timelessly present. Don't figure out, how, how can I use this? What arrogance! What ignorance! This is so much more than a feeling, than a passing feeling, or a fantastic thought. Those passing feelings, fantastic thoughts, they come and go. In the presence of something that does not come and go, that alone the word eternal or timeless or perfect points only to that. Can it point to anything else, when all forms are changing and changeful? All objects are interpretable. What is our common reference point? So don't keep going upstairs into the attic. Pay attention to this. Be one with this. You don't have to make any great statements like, OK, my life, 
I'm going into the cave, or you don't have to be anything at all. Just put your attention on what you are discovering. It is the mind that says, now I have to give up my job, now I'm going to go and be a yogi. And we don't need. Your life lived in its natural unfolding is part of the great dance of existence also. But experience it intelligently. Enjoy your awakening. And you are also the joy of awakening. All cynicism, arrogance begin to fall away. Whatever comes and goes. Yes, sometimes you must attend to that. Something in the dynamic life, we have to attend to that. There's a truth there also. But like Christ say, seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added unto you. Don't say, seek first the kingdom, and you'll get everything you want. The kingdom of God is within you. Not as things, but as the source of your own being. I can speak like this with you now, because I hope what I'm speaking is not alien to you, not foreign. It's not some distance philosophy to say, okay, now you you know, if you follow this in the next two years, you no, right here today. The great poet Saint Rumi said something I would like to share before we go off for lunch or whatever. He says, The one who brought me here must take me home. That which brought you here, that great being, that spirit of truth, that grace has come to take you home. 
and where is home? You are home. You are the destination and the journey and the awakening.